It may sound a bit striking that the reaction of the disciples to the resurrection, to the apparition of Jesus, is feeling startled and terrified. And then that a moment later they feel doubts and they are incredulous for joy. Their, their feelings are, are all over the place, if you want. And I think that this particular account in the Gospel of Luke shows us that one of the biggest obstacles that we can face in our Christian journey are our own emotions at times. Don't we see a lot of that? You set out to, you want to be faithful and do good things, but maybe you often feel discouraged and that you cannot pull it off. Or you start feeling anxious that something somehow will go wrong. Or you feel angry when someone annoys you or you get distracted by many things that call for your attention. And even when things are going relatively well, it happens that at times feelings get in the way and they take out all the fun. So what should we do when feelings are not helping? How do we process that? What is the best response? I propose that we look at this gospel in that key because obviously it's something that St. Luke had in mind because that's how it happened to them. The first step that we see Christ take here is to identify the issue. Feelings are problematic when they are somehow out of sync with reality. That's when you notice some, something's out of, you know, problematic in my feelings. Either when I overreact to something, going into some type of overwhelming emotion, or when I underreact, something serious is going on and I feel aloof, I don't care. And if you can tell there's something out of sync with a certain feeling, that's already a good start. It's a good sign. Because we could be tempted to think that our feelings are the measure of everything. That would be even a worse situation. But just to notice, well, something's not right in the way I'm feeling here. It's a good beginning. You see, in the gospel today, the, reaction, the disciples react to the resurrection with this roller coaster of emotions with this um, fear and doubts and perplexity. And the first thing that Jesus does is he confronts those feelings in a calm way. He says, why, why do those questions arise in your hearts? What's going on? Why are you feeling this way? So he identifies those feelings as feelings that don't match the situation. So first, identify the issue. The second step is try to understand why those feelings are there. Why do you feel that way? That, that provides a lot of peace when I can explain to myself why these feelings are a bit out of sync, are, are acting up. Jesus realizes maybe why they're having this overreaction. Maybe he, the case I'm making here is maybe you've heard all these horror stories but the Lord would say, this is not one of them. I'm not a ghost. Touch my hands. Bring some food. You know, many reactions that are excessive have an explanation. You can find a cause why they're happening. For example, many people um, find that they have all these pent-up emotions for a long time. They were not able to process them, to express them. And when they can finally share them, 
These emotions come out like, as a dam that breaks open. They come out with a lot of intensity and tears. But then when sharing becomes a habit, they, they can express those emotions in a more calm way. So there's a reason why these feelings are coming out that way. They were kind of held in for a long time. Or maybe someone's been hurt or traumatized in some way. And then you later go through a similar situation that triggers that memory. And that hurts you in a very profound way, not because of the thing in itself, but because of the sort of memory that is triggering from the past. And that explains why those emotions are carrying me away. They're, they're, I'm responding in a disproportionate manner here. And the first thing that Jesus would say to that when you notice those reactions is, you know yourself, you know that your emotions may overreact in this area, so take them with a grain of salt. Don't be alarmed when you feel this way, because you, that's, that's to be expected. So try to understand why is it that you feel that way. <clears throat> a third step is let scripture illumine your mind. See what Jesus does here. Jesus opened the disciples' minds so they could understand the scriptures because he knew that that understanding of scripture would keep them grounded and prevent also a lot of heartache for them. Because what happens is we often interpret our emotions based on what the culture tells us. For example, the disciples saw someone who had died coming to them and the culture said to them, no bueno, that's a bad omen, okay? And Jesus contested that. He says, no, this is not a walking dead movie. This is what the prophets foretold. This had to happen, and I am alive, and you will be my witnesses. See, he gives a completely different interpretation from what they're used to hearing in scary stories. And so they, they felt different right away. They, they had new courage. Our culture today will many times interpret your emotions in particular ways. It may tell you your feelings are the measure for everything. Or if you try something and you don't like it right away, it's not meant for you. Or if you follow, if you follow God's path, you'll be miserable. You cannot just can't go against any passion you have. And Jesus would contest that. He would say, no, it's not the case. Trust me. There's this great section in The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis in which you, you see a soul that is struggling to stay in heaven. And this soul has a red lizard on his shoulder. And so he turns to leave when one of the bright angels comes to him and says, so you're leaving very soon. And the soul explains that this little fellow here doesn't really belong to, in heaven. And he's saying all sort of inappropriate things and he would embarrass everyone, so he has to leave. But the angel says, well, there's a solution to that. May I kill the lizard? And the soul is taken aback and says, well, that might be a bit drastic. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. But then after some back and forth, the soul finally agrees to it. So the angel closes his hands on the lizard and throws it on the ground and the lizard is twitching there and finally looks like dead. But then you see the lizard starts to morph and grow and becomes this magnificent white horse. And the soul jumps on it and now continues on its way to heaven in a, in a much swifter way. 
Well, Lewis meant this story as a symbol, obviously. It's what happens when you don't follow a problematic passion. It feels maybe that you're killing that passion, but you're not really killing it. You're transforming it. You're allowing it to be changed and purified so that that power of desire that used to work against you is now working for you, is carrying you. Now, if you let the world interpret your emotions or if you do it on your own, many times you will find yourself on an emotional roller coaster. You may overcorrect and not find the right key. But if you let scripture inform your mind, that word of God will become like a lamp shining in the darkness in times when you feel in turmoil until the dawn rises again in your heart and it will keep you steady and it will give you peace. So the third thing is let the scripture illumine your mind and interpret your emotions. And the final thing is to bypass the feelings that are not helpful. You know, at times you recognize that a certain feeling of anger or sadness or worry is getting on the way and you have to keep moving on, you have to do things. And you don't have a lot of time for analyzing the feeling right in that moment. So in that case, you may simply do this. You may ask the Lord, Lord, what's important right now? What is your focus on, Lord? And usually God is quick in giving you the right focus, what you need to you know, center your attention on. So then hang on to that and keep on going and simply bypass that problematic feeling. Bypass that feeling, ignore it. You know, it helps me personally a lot because, for, for example, to give you a case of this, I'm quite detail-oriented, which is a good thing for a lot of things I do. It's good to be detail-oriented, but at times it doesn't quite help. I may be on a retreat in which people are taking important steps. Maybe I'm frustrated because we're running behind schedule or, or something's missing, like the name tags or something, or I'm praying and start wondering, why is that image crooked? And, and in those moments, I need to tell myself, I just ignore that. I just ignore it and keep going. Because that's not what Jesus is focusing on. I want to focus on what the Lord is about. So over time, you know, uh, when you get to know yourself and you know that certain areas of feelings for you are usually a sort of maze and are problematic, just don't get into that part. Just bypass it. <laughs> don't take that exit. Uh, you know that if you get into this anger, it may take me hours to get over it. Just, just don't enter into it. So identify the issue. Understand why those feelings are there. Illumine them with scripture. And then bypass feelings that are not helpful. Let us pray and ask this grace from Christ to be able to receive his light in us and regain our peace and our strength. Lord Jesus, I believe in the power of your resurrection. Lord, give me clarity and strength of mind so that even in moments when my emotions are distractive or misleading, I may still be able to discern your will for my path. Affirm my steps in your love. Let your, the light of your face shine on me.
O Lord. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.